it's difficult for him. He's been with the team one day. So he came in, he did one training session. You know, ideally, I wouldn't have brought him in. I would have, you know, let him train a little bit more. But also, I'm excited to see him play. And he's, a, he's an incredible guy. I've been so impressed with him. So I usually comes into a chance. You'd be disappointed with the chance. You know, we're disappointed. But at the same time, you know, I knew we have to be patient with our expectation. He, he, he got off the plane 36 hours ago and met his teammates 24 hours ago. So we let him off this time. Yeah, and listen, I'm excited for Musa. He's going to be a, a good addition. Good. Hey, Coach, tough loss, obviously, but talk a little bit about Tyler's Nagos performance tonight, especially that one shot earlier on. Thanks. Tyler's worked hard. Tyler's is uh, really pushing to be an impact player for us. We know that he has to come in some more chances, and when he comes into the chances, he has to take them. But I can't fault his work rate, I can't fault his reaction to not be involved in Philadelphia. Um, you see, tonight he comes into two chances. The second one, I think he probably should take, but you know, we're trying to push him really hard to get, to get out of him what we feel he can give for the team. Okay, with that, take a bit of time. Um, obviously, it's been uh, kind of a little bit of a week, and with Gabriel Perez, the departure from the club, I just wanted to get your thoughts on how you guys scared from here. And obviously, there are new guys coming in as well. And what does this game teach you guys as a team moving forward with the head out of the club and the new pieces coming in as well? Yeah, I mean, the, the Gabriel Perez, well, we've, we've been really open with that one. You know, when a guy gets an opportunity that he feels is going to help his family, expresses a real desire to take the opportunity. It's difficult to, to stand in somebody's way. You know, Gabriel is, and it was, was an important player for us, was a guy that was really like, was a guy that I had a great relationship with it. But when he comes in and says, this is going to change my family's life, it's difficult. Um, and I understand the fans, because I'm the same place there. But I also see the other side when a guy sits in front of me. And that's how they like that. Um, I'm excited about the addition. You know, we're up to it now. We'll hopefully continue the windows open. We'll continue to improve the team. The game today is exactly the same game as we've had. My, my disappointment today compared to the Philly AOA, the Columbus game, Charlotte game, is we only created four goal chances, five because we scored. So five goal chances with the amount of play that we have and the amount of control of the game that we have. Um, I think we probably, you know, I want the team to be, we were 12 against Charlotte. We were against. I think it should be eight nine tonight, but you know, opportunities we have to improve in. Um, you know, the team, the team is working incredibly hard to do that. We have a huge respect for us, and I watched them under the new coach a lot. And they're a high possession team and a team that dominates their opponents. So I would dictate the whole game. And we sat them six and four on the edge of their 18 yard box for 70 percent of the game. We want to kill us and we want to be more ruthless, but. We're going through a process as a team. They have three goal chances open set play, which is disappointing. No, no goal chances in open play. Okay, we'll go to the back. Thank you very much. Sergio Venegas from the Portrese.com Mexico City coach. Uh what the what, how close is your team to the best performance you wish and what you need to improve to get through every game, get the best performance you wish, and I wish you the best for the tournament. Simple, we need to score goals if we put the ball in the goal. I'm sure people would have a perception that we are an incredible team because there's another game where we're 60, 64% of the ball. Um, you know, we're, we're dominating teams, but we're just not scoring goals and ultimately goals in games. 
All right. So we are back. Um, what'd you think? Any anything stand out from Nick Cushion from what he said? He says we played well. I didn't see that. He said he didn't want to take Moonsef out because he'd only been here for two days. We have to set the expectations. You have to be patient. But do we have a lot of time to be patient? League's Cup's only two games. Yeah, we, we talked about the playoffs already, right? We talked about, first, yeah, League's Cup's only two games. We have one more game to get a win. We haven't gotten, we gotten one win out of 16 games, 17 games. Yes. And we're talking about playoffs where we need to win possibly seven out of 10 next games. And we're not improving. We're not. It, it's, it's, we've lost key players. We've mm-hmm. lost Perea. Uh, we, we're, we're getting worse offensively. Uh, and yes, we've been unhealthy at certain times and we We've had some backups, but it's still no excuse at this point. Agreed. Um, I think I think to say that the team performed well is not being frustrated enough, not showing enough urgency, because I did not come out of this game, even with the one even though the game was close, right? It was only a one point game. I didn't think this team played well offensively. You know what I played well defensively? Because we let them score early and then they parked the bus. <laughs> and yeah, it's really easy to look good defensively when you don't have to do anything. Yeah. They're not even trying to score really. All they try to do is they, they knew. They knew that we didn't have the offensive firepower to make shots. And they didn't they didn't try. They didn't and it was well, to play of, devil's advocate, this game could have been completely d- different if Hack would have scored that goal or wasn't called an offsides. And then we're talking about penalties and then we're talking about getting more points and having a better chance of making this. So what would you tell the fan who says we got robbed? Well, I would say I do believe that we got robbed, but I believe that we didn't deserve the draw in the first place. We did not play like a team that deserved anything, honestly. And so it's hard for me to say we got I, I, I agree posted on Twitter, we did get robbed. We got robbed of the goal, but if we could have made some accurate passes, like BK Kid just said, you know, actually had some through passes, actually, you know, scored some shots on target. I think we had one shot on target. Well, that was, shots on target. Yeah, I think that was earlier. Uh, but at, at the end of the game, probably two shots on target. Yeah. I mean, that is not something to go home about saying we got robbed when you only have two shots on target. So well, my brother, opinion, brother thinks, I mean, we play really well, but no GP, that's a problem if we need to find the replacement. We do need to find the replacement. 100%. Are we going to find the replacement? That's still to be said. I don't know, man. I don't, I mean, I'm getting frustrated to a point where I'm like, what is the CFG care about this team? And are we doing the right work uh, in the transfer market for players? You know, we've heard from NYCFC source and some other sources uh, on Twitter that they are trying to not overspend. They are trying to stay on the lower side until we get the stadium. And I just think that is so unfair and not the right time for this. It is League's Cup, the first year of League's Cup. We have Messi in the league. I, since I've been an NYCFC fan, have not seen the stadium to pack this pack. The goal is to pack the new stadium. And how are we going to pack the new stadium if when people who are new to the league new to this team come up we give such a boring presentation no i agree and when you're playing in a league's cup where it's more international you have more eyeballs looking you want something you you want more eyeballs to be watching the game you want to show your best performance you know what i mean you want to come out the best you've you can come out and we're not doing that right now it's 
it's boring soccer to be honest like it's not like you come out here and you're super excited and granted those last 10 minutes were excited the fans were into it i think the fans played a huge role in it because the fans were so adamant about like getting into the game there was like little chanting battles between atlas fans and nycfc fans so they really got you into the game but the performance on the field was lackluster exactly i think the crowd showed up more than the team showed up and I think Cushing has got to go back to the drawing board because whatever he's trying, you know, in the press conference, he said, we just have to be patient. But this game plan doesn't look like a game plan that is bringing some like spark at moments. The entire game is just brutal and boring to watch. And then to see our best players leaving the team, it's it's becoming hard. And, and here... Uh, brother brings it up. Uh, they were looking at the transfer market rumors, and NYCFC getting Neymar has decreased. So there's even a little how, chance. How do you do these percentages? That's what I'm on. <laughs> I uh, yeah, that's a good. That's a good. Point. We you gotta let us we, know your source. This is pretty impressive, brother. Yeah, brother, you gotta let us know how you got to these 43s and. Inter Miami, Inter Miami, that would have been crazy. Imagine. <laughs> I mean, Messi's recruiting everybody, so I wouldn't be surprised. Um. But is is there anything else? I mean, it's. I mean, I know I'm frustrated. We're looking ahead to Toronto, we're playing Toronto on Wednesday. Uh, playing against ex goalkeeper Sean Johnson. Uh, what do you What do you expect to see? What I expect to see is not the same crowd we had at this game. Well, yeah, anytime we're at Red Bull Arena, it's definitely yeah. It's a more quiet night, especially when it's on a weekday. We've seen crowds on weekdays, and it's not much. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think uh, the crowd's going to be a little lower. I think I'm hoping we get more minutes out of Moonsef out there. I know people are saying, bring in, we have nothing to lose. Bring in Moonsef on the 60th minute. Uh, I really do hope we see more playing time from him. Or even Siegel. You know, it was really before Moonsef came in, I think Siegel was our best player on the pitch uh, when he came in. And this man is a drafted D3 just came out of college just got his report card <laughs> and he's our best player on the team well justin hack was about to be another young guy homegrown just starting to score for us left and right yeah because the rest of our team <laughs> isn't scoring justin hack came in for tiago martins we didn't bring in justin hack for the offense <laughs> and he's the hey, only maybe he's our new striker so Fop Mob actually had a Lenage as our striker on their little statistics. I don't know where they got that, but at this point, our defensive players might be able to play offense. That's how bad our <laughs> offense is. It's anemic right now, it as is, you said. It is anemic, just like our transfer window, like we posted on Twitter. Uh, and I agree with you, kid. Uh, BK, BK Kid says, I'm not ready to say Cushing Shiver removed, but they didn't seem to have a game plan. They didn't. The, the team looks so disjointed. I think BK Kid's honestly being different from most of the fan base are saying Cushing out, Lee out. Like, he's being thoughtful concise says they didn't have a game plan and it's been multiple games where it doesn't feel like they have a game plan it doesn't it doesn't feel like they have a game plan i mean at least the other games we had 20 shots 15 shots 10 shots on target you at least saw them moving on offense and just felt like they couldn't finish it and today they weren't doing anything there weren't great passes there weren't great movements uh it just was a team that looked like they didn't practice for this game and they're on the pitch what are they practicing on the pitch Maybe yeah they start going and and you know <laughs> checking it out because i think they're on the they're out there in practice playing tic-tac-toe man yeah and one thing that's going to be discouraging is 
League's Cup is what? So August 20th, like second week of August. If we don't win this next game against Toronto, we bounce out of this tournament and we have three weeks of no soccer for NYCFC. I'm sure that's going to be great for the team. <laughs> it's just... It's just, I don't know. It's getting to the point where it's hard to be optimistic. And although we've been trying to stay optimistic throughout the season, saying we still have these deadly players, these deadly players are going. And some of them feel like they're one foot in, one foot out at this point. Yeah, there's this, everybody keeps saying there's this, a team that has a great camaraderie, but at the same time, it's not resulting in wins. And I don't, I don't see the camaraderie on the on the pitch either, man. When people are making mistakes, they're yelling at each other. I'm seeing passes where they're not connecting at all. It seems like they're not working as a team together. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I usually the biggest cushion defender, but I'm thinking. Hey, suffering, man. I, I'm I'm closer to cushion out than I was than cushion in. Uh, but, uh, talking about that, a lot uh, there was some talk by Michael Allen actually, or it might have been Blue City Radio, who says this move by GP not being uh being released or being transferred over to a different team is kind of going to be a message to the team. Well, message to the fans that says Nick Cushing's not going to be out. Because if you're saying you're not gonna have, we're not gonna give you the best weapons for this season, then this is a rebuild season. So Nick should Nick Cushing lose his job? Like, should that even be in the table if you're get if you're losing some of your best players? I think we gotta learn what they're trying to do with this team, man. Because I get that, but I still think even with this talent, we should be able to do more than what we're doing. GP. You know, we lost GP because NYCFC can't pay that type of money. But why can't NYCFC pay that type of money? We don't know what the money is. We don't know what Saudi Arabia, you know, offered. But what what are we doing? What are we spending our money on? I'm more David Lee out, or at least David Lee, give us an explanation. Let us know what the game plan is, because I think that is what's hurting us the most. Is like we are left in the dark. We're not being communicated about what the game plan is for this team. And then we are saying, oh, our offense is anemic. And then we lose the the guy, the big, the most goal scorer in the league. I mean, in our team. Yeah. The yeah. guy who scored the most goals. Yeah, exactly. Like, that doesn't make sense. And so, like, I don't know what their game plan is. And I, it's, so it's just so frustrating. We got to win on Wednesday. Yeah. Let's let's read some comments because we got some. BK Kid says, so, guys, see when cannot yell at – Chano yelling at Gray. It feels like a like the camaraderie is not there. I think he's referring to Chano yes. yelling at Gray. Yes. Agreed. I mean, Chano yells at everybody, but <laughs> that's kind of his leadership style. But I agree, it's not great. I think a bunch of supporters don't even support what Cushing did. I mean, what are we gonna do? We can we can't remove the coach because there's no way we can find the perfect coach if we need to find uh, another coach. transfer window. There's a way. Yeah, I mean, also, I don't know what other coach will accept what's happening here. Like, yeah. hey, we didn't give you a striker in the beginning of the season. Hey, now you have this super young, not uh, proven striker, and you're going to lose your best attacking player. Like, I think if, you know, Ronnie or Dome or any of these other coaches were here, they would leave this team immediately. Well, that's kind of where frustration came with Dome, right? Dome wanted some quick answers. If you remember, I don't think when we got Hibbed, Hibbed wasn't his number one choice. No, he said it was his ninth choice. <laughs> And that's why Hibet chose number nine. No, I don't know if they did that. But <laughs> but yeah, so it's the same story. 
it, it seems like it's re reoccurring where these coaches aren't getting the player they want. I think an interesting question was like, where was Munsa for you in your ranking of players you wanted? Because I'm sure there was a list brought to Cushing and he had my favorites, my least favorites, my and then somewhere in the middle. And where was Munsef in that? That's true. Uh, we we don't know. And I don't think he was probably on the top. Probably Neymar was on the top. <laughs> Granted, we don't know how true those rumors were. But if uh, once you see some guy like Messi, uh, the bar sets higher of what players we can get here, right? Yes. And you would think that we would get some of those better players. And right now, I don't think anybody's too thrilled with the players we have signed right now. Agreed. And that, and the players that we've lost. Yeah. We officially lost Tati Castellanos to Lazio. I mean, I know he wasn't on the team, but we lost him. We've lost GP. Um, on yeah. a, to go to the GP aspect, on the business side of things, we signed GP for $5 million, And now uh, the press release that said uh, GP was leaving, uh, what was it? It was we for- were getting paid for... Three digits. Yeah, eight digits, which means that which at implies least at million. least 10 million. And a sell on clause of 2%, I believe. So, on the business side of that, we signed what GP two years ago and we're getting double our investment on him. On that aspect of it, was it worth it? Well, no, in my opinion. I mean, I think it makes business sense, but I think if you don't have replacements for those guys, how do you give them up? I understand there was an interview with. Cushing and um, what is the play-by-play in English? Um, uh, Glenn Crooks and Glenn Crooks and for, and you know Nick kind of reiterated this in this today's press conference. It was they are paying GP a lot of money salary-wise to go, and GP says this is life-changing family money for my family. I want to go, mm-hmm. and if we want to keep signing unproven raw talents saying join this team we will develop you and then we will get you to europe if that's where you want to go then i understand why you let gp go because that is life-changing money and then it lets you bring in new players yeah but that is acceptable when you gave us a striker when we've been playing well now when he is the best player on the team we were not aware at all that he wanted to leave the team. Yeah. And, you know, I thought that we kind of had some mental preparation for it. Yeah. He wanted to go. He made it vocal. So just turn this on us when we were losing and he is our best player. It feels like you've given up on the season. And yeah. it's very heartbreaking. Uh, well, rumors to that is Perea actually did want to leave. That was his thing. And I, like you were saying, I guess it was a salary thing where they were offering a ridiculous amount of money that he couldn't refuse. Um, but yeah, it's it's just frustrating at this point. Uh, we have Izzy came in. Izzy saying, no era fuera del lugar. That's my cry of no era penal. So he's saying it wasn't a penalty. It wasn't an offsides. Agreed. Agreed. It wasn't an offsides. It probably should have ended a draw. We probably could have came out with the win. But I guess, I'm I guess. Almost, I'm, and I'm a little upset because I feel like it takes away from how poorly this team was coached today. But the team is bad regardless of the call or not can we get back in our winning ways to uh, winning ways it was so long ago i don't even know what that feels <laughs> like but um just, against I, toronto we have such a great opportunity against toronto this team is below us on the standings we don't even know if the italians are gonna play they might not even want to play 
Why wouldn't they want to play? Because they don't give a shit about that team. <laughs> they don't care. We have a chance. If there's one chance we have, it's got to be this game. We got to win on Wednesday, guys. Because you got to make it happen. If we don't win this game, we're definitely out of this tournament. And on top of that, like, I, I have no hope for the rest of the season if we can't turn this game around. Yeah, it's against the one of the worst teams. The only other worst team is Miami, and Miami doesn't suck anymore because they have Messi. We, it's a must win, in my opinion. You've been calling a lot of must oh, wins, wow, so yes, it it's a must win for League's Cup. I agree with you, but it's not a must win for NYCFC's future in the MLS in this MLS season. Do you uh, do you disagree? I think if we can't win against Toronto. Who's below us in the standing? Who's below us? Then I really don't think there's a chance for us to win the rest of the season. We have we're playing much more difficult teams, and technically this is a home game. If we cannot win at home against the, one of the crappiest teams in the league, how do I expect us to win any? We, remember we talked about this in our last episode. We have to win seven out of ten games. One of those games against Messi. A bunch of those games are against really strong teams. There's no way if we can't beat Toronto that we're going to make it to the playoffs. In my opinion, it's a Wednesday game though. It's Red Bull Arena. I could see something where we don't win that game, but it doesn't mean our season's over. It means we have this long break. I don't agree. I mean, I'm not happy about it. We have this long three-week break where, I don't know, the team talks it over. We sign a couple more players. Transfer window's still open, right? So open to August 2nd. Uh, there might be some hope. <laughs> August 2nd's coming around real soon, man. All right, brother says, uh, I guess GP was listening to his family and made the decision, so I couldn't, I couldn't fault them want to listen to their family i agree i mean i agree i just i'm just still, i'm frustrated i'm so frustrated with this team the past few weeks more frustrated today um, uh bk and- kid says for the future the only promising aspect is that we are one of the youngest teams in the league for the next year that is actually a great point we, we did talk about this a lot before but we are the young we are the second youngest team next to red bulls I mean, I, I agree with BKK that it's promising, but it would feel more promising if we had players that were developing. I am seeing something. I am seeing Talish Magno. I am seeing um, Ledesma. And all the, and Ledesma has only been here for a few months, and all of them look like they are deteriorating, then increasing. Like their, their quality of play. Their quality of play seems to be decreasing. So, like, so do you think that's a coaching issue or do you think that's just the players not knowing the, their role in this specific team? I think it all stems to having a number nine, right? Because players become out of position or uncomfortable or, or there's more pressure on them because you don't have that number nine. You're missing your best role. And yes, we have Munsef now, but we just don't have enough... Uh, footage on him to know what he's going to be the difference of but if you have a Munsef who's dangerous that draws in defenders and then you could dish out to a Ledesma you could dish out to a Talis Magno then it, then we're talking about a whole different game right so can Munsef be that savior that we need maybe but I think what's happening with a really young team is they are frustrated and you see what they're trying to do is put the game on their shoulders and not passing the ball when they have the opportunity. Yeah, they prime options today with Santi. Yes, exactly. Santi had the ball. Santi, instead of passing it to Micha or Pellegrini on the right, threw himself into five Atlas defenders. Yeah. And then that went nowhere. And it's like, who is the veteran on offense to say, guys, let's calm down. I understand we're frustrated. I understand we haven't won in like four months. <laughs> but you got to make the right pass. 
that's 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 like the margins. That's like those right decisions make a big difference. Yeah. And Talis Magno and Santi Rodriguez keep consistently making the wrong decisions when they have the ball. Agreed. Just uh, let's see what Andrew Andrew says. Here. Hack is better striker than Magno. I can honestly see that. <laughs> like WTF. I cannot stand them. So sorry to say. And the, uh, we're yeah. in the press box, so I'm not going to curse. But I feel your pain, Andrew. <laughs> I feel your pain. No, and uh, Hack is becoming our striker. I agree with him. And Talis Magno, he had so many opportunities this game. And it's just the same story with Talis Magno. He gets past a defender. He has a dangerous spot. He doesn't execute. It feels like we've been repeating this for 17 <laughs> I, I, episodes this, in a yeah, row. Yeah, at this point, it feels like the the podcast writes it says itself. You don't even got to listen to us anymore because it just keeps repeating over oh, and over. Yeah, we can just tell you to keep listening to the same episode <laughs> on rerun yeah, and just change. <laughs> and then we'll just we'll take out the team and put in the new team we played against. And then you can just say that over and over again. Um, Kufre had an actual dangerous opportunity in the in the first half. We don't know if it was a shot or a pass to Talis Magno, but it could have been something. And Talis Magno hits the side of the goalpost. But it was one of those soft shots that Talis Magno just... That's just his leg at this point. I don't understand. He has on Instagram videos of him working out all the time. <laughs> Can he post some videos of him shooting goals at practice? <laughs> Does he shoot goals on practice? I don't know, man. I don't know because I don't see it. I don't think he does. Oh, let's get into set. Uh, can we talk about set pieces, though? Santi has been taking our set pieces, and it's just terrible. Like, dude, he is on, uh, what's that, Reddit? Wall Street Bets? Oh, yeah. My band is saying to the moon with the soccer ball, <laughs> uh, because that is all he's doing. He's just shooting to the moon every time. I was so glad they gave Kufre an opportunity, because he is not it. Santi's, not, Santi's never made one of those. I don't understand why we keep giving them that opportunity. But isn't it so bad that we, like, Kufre is really our only dangerous opportunity. Like, who else do we put there? I don't even think I've seen Seagull take a set piece. Or maybe Munsef is good at set pieces. Who knows? Uh, that'll be nice if he is. That'll be a good bonus that we don't have right now. But it's just so crazy to me that we have no one dangerous there. It's insane. Uh, let's let's get into Brother. Brother wrote another comment. Uh, I mean, it's true. It must win, but Messi. I'm not sure. Please. I chose Messi in Miami to win the League's Cup. Uh, there's a good opportunity. I don't know if you guys saw that game. Um, Can we talk about that game? Because I'm tired of talking about NYCFC. We got to win against Toronto. All right, let's do a quick little Messi talk. Uh, Messi, uh, I can't believe how good he is. I mean, I, that's a stupid <laughs> thing to say because he's the GOAT. But for him to come out there, that man is walking. He walked for the 30 minutes that he played. But yet still... He just every time made the right pass. I think that was another thing thinking about while watching this game is like I would see chances where Santi were trying or, or Talish Magno were trying to like get past that back line and they just the ball wasn't ever given to them, you know, by Sands, by Power Parks, uh, by Pellegrini, by Michin. I'm just like, man, if we just had someone controlling the middle like a Maxi Morales, maybe we would just have so much more opportunities. And like, exactly. You, I agree with you. You need that uh, 
commander in chief or something. I don't know what the term is, but it's something where they know, okay, I'm going to put you in a position, make this run. That's all I need you to do. Make the run. The ball will get to you. And that's exactly what Messi did. Messi, it was sort of like uh, you get to that side of the pitch and the ball is going to be there no matter what. Mm -hmm. And that's what it, it opens it up when you know somebody can make a run and you have somebody who has the ability to read that run and just pass it in through a lane that's going to be clear and then you have a dangerous opportunity because now it's a one-on-one -on -one situation with the defender i think that's you know that's something that christian uh pointed out um christian from um the footy five 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 uh pod or i don't know if they have a pod no they have a twitter it. yeah but he also had a twitter his own personal twitter and he was saying we need more of a 10 than we need a striker I, I, I'm not, I, I don't I think don't, that's far off. I don't think that's far off. Either. But I mean, I we, we still, need a <laughs> I agree. We need a striker, but we also need a distributor. We have, we, I think we have learned that Santi is not that distributor. I don't know what happened. I thought he was going to be, he is not that guy. Uh, and I think we need a distributor because what Messi, Messi, I felt like Messi showed, first of all, that you could turn one player could turn an entire team. Well, no, but you also have Busquets, and he's a beast himself. No, that's true. They but were just moving the ball around that team like nothing. It was like two people just made the entire <laughs> game a completely different yeah. game. And so I just couldn't agree more that, like, we just got to get that player that can bring that type of distribution to this team and then have someone that can actually make some goals. And I think we can completely turn this game around. I agree. Let's see what Izzy said. From seeing Red Bull Arena very empty on Saturday, I can see Yankee Stadium and City Field very empty if the team can't produce results in the final 10 league plays. That's facts. I would hope, and I don't want to get to the point where we're like Red Bull Arena, where the stadium always feels empty. It feels but, like their team has given up on them. And that's, I feel like we're not getting too far off from that. Yeah, and that that would make me sad if that becomes a new norm for Yang. And it, and like you were saying, like if you're trying to rebuild for this a stadium that's eventually going to come, you're going to lose a lot of fans in the process of doing that, which is scary. So point is, Messi's on fire. I think even Messi at fifty percent, which is kind of the Messi that I saw out there because he was not running at all, <laughs> is going to make Miami really dangerous. So, brother, brother says, "Do you know I'm a Messi guy? I mean, I'm happy to see him walking. If it makes me so excited, it reminds me of NYCFC with Tati Castellano." <laughs> I did not know you were a Messi guy. You're going to love MLS. Does that mean that uh, Miami's now your second favorite team? <laughs> Hopefully, still second. Um, that, that might be changing soon. BK Kids said, "Talis is soft as tissue paper." Yeah. Yeah, bro, he really is. He really is. Um, also, last thing, the thing is, I feel like there's been so much good soccer lately. It makes it even harder to watch NYCFC play so bad soccer. The women's team, World Cup, women's USA team. It's Amazing. fun to watch. So much fun. I was like, they're so God. dominating. They're so dominating. Uh, granted, they only played Vietnam so far, but no, but Vietnam. But that yes, the game was three zero, and I've heard some of the pundits this morning saying, "Man, we only scored three goals. We should have scored seven goals." Yeah, I'm like, bro. But yeah, we have like twenty five. They have like twenty five shots on target. Yeah, it was insane. And not only that, but like Vietnam's game plan was like, let's just. Play defense. They had five in the back. <laughs> Insane. Five in the back. Their goalie stopped. I don't know how many shots. I think, yeah, were they finishing? Were they slightly NYCFC-ish? Uh, yeah. But at the same time, uh, they played a dominant performance. I am not concerned for that women's team. I think they have a really big next matchup against the Netherlands, yeah. which I'm hyped to watch, uh, which I think is Wednesday. 
So we're going to have to figure out a way to watch that while at the game. Um, but super, I'm just, I'm glad that we could watch some good soccer between Inter Miami with Messi and um, the Women's World Cup team. At least we're watching some good soccer and hopefully this team can turn it around. Agreed. Last, last, I think, comments we're going to go with. The organization needs to have a town hall meeting with NYCFC fan and talk to us. I, Izzy, I don't know if you caught me earlier, but I completely agree with this. Uh, I think we're going to try to talk to NYCFC and, and see if we can get an interview with um, David Lee because we just we need some answers. I think that's the whole thing is that there's just not a lot of communication between even the media and the organization which then, you know, doesn't give communication with the fans. And I think we got to get more input and just understand the game plan. Because if we understand the game plan, then we won't be so frustrated. Yeah, exactly. If you had, like, let's say a two, three-year game plan that says, hey, look, this might not be our season, but it means we're loading up for the next two seasons, or this is the prospects we see, or this is how we want you guys to still be involved. Like, this, that all matters, you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. And, like, we've been invested, not us personally, but like the fan base has an investment since day one. Yeah. You know, they've, I think the reason we get the crowd we get, the reason we have the vibes we get is because of the team. And it's got to be no, a two because of the fan base. I'm sorry, yeah. Because of the fan base. I yeah. apologize. And like, it's got to be a two way relationship. We communicate with you, our frustrations. We communicate with the media. You got to communicate with us what you, what, what you were trying to do. Set us all on the same mission because. I don't think the mission for this year was to win a championship. I understand you can't say that, but under, help us understand: Is this a rebuild year? Is this that? What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing with the or fifteen million we got for Dati and the ten million we're getting for GP? What's the plan? Yeah. Is it to make a? I don't know. Is it to make a women's team? Maybe I'll be okay with that if we're gonna get a women's team. Yeah. This year. I think, I think if, the key is where's that money going? You know what I mean? Okay. Now we got some big bucks. That's thirty mil right there between the both of them. Let's say. Uh, where is that money going to be reinvested? Is it going to players? Is it going to new facilities? Like, what is it? You know Tell what I mean? We're going to get Mbappe in three years, <laughs> and I have to. We have to suck for three years. Okay, at least I'll, I'll set my expectations for it. You and know what I mean? Thirty mil for Neymar. That's what I'm saying. Just let us know, man. Yeah. The lack of communication is really killing us. Brother saying World Cup is so women's World Cup is amazing. Canada's women's is so bad. Uh, that's why we're all Team USA here, homie. <laughs> um, and uh, keep watching those games because they're fire. I felt like, a, oh, I, a good question to you. Yeah. Women's World Cup plays NYCFC. USA plays uh, I NYCFC. Hate these, I hate these comparisons. I think we get dominated 3-0. I think I think even we should know and big boys back there in the physical male versus female difference, they're so good offensively. They pass the ball so well. They distribute, they have the vision. I think we get dominated 3-0. I I don't like these comparisons because they've done this in the past to women's uh, World Cup where they said, oh, they play these high school guys and they did terrible. Like, and then it goes to this whole sexist thing. That's why I don't agree with it. So I, I'm saying I, the women's team. Was no, I know you would, but I don't necessarily agree. I don't think I I think we would still have a shot to win because they're women. That's sexist <laughs> right there. That's that's you. I think we got no chance. Do we have other comments? Uh, I guess as you speak the truth, but what are we going to do besides we only have positive vibe? We can't stay patient. We could stay patient. Yeah. That's what he's saying. All right. I think we're calling it, guys. Guys. It was thanks. nice talking to you Tomorrow, guys. Tomorrow we're going to be on um, the New, New York Post. Post. Yes. So come check us out on the Post. Um, 
and we'll post this on the audio if you want to listen to it. And this was awesome, guys. Thanks for making it. Thanks for sticking with the team and sticking with us. Yes, we'll be back uh, maybe Wednesday. We might do a live show. Let's see how lazy we are. Later, guys. (laughs) Peace. Peace.